Welcome to It Came From A Podcast, episode 10. That's right, 10. We've done this for 10 weeks. That's uh, it's pretty crazy. Anyways, it's July 4th, and today we're talking Batman v Superman. That's right. Steve Jobs, the trailer, not the person. Well, I suppose it's the same thing. Blackberry maybe coming to Android. Minecraft story mode. And as always, much more. So, stick around. Once again, you're listening to It Came From A Podcast, where we curate pop culture for your inner geek, and that's Ricky's line, of course. I just took it. That was, that was it. my line. You took it's it away, mine. it's fine. Just go with it. Just roll hey, it. Man, Ricky. I'm good, man. I'm, I'm July 4th, uh, Independence Day. I'm not doing anything. I'm recording the podcast, so, you know. We have a special guest today with us. We do. We have a very special guest. He's a writer for the San Diego Comic-Con unofficial blog and star of internet hit hashtag That's Our Ben, the man, the myth, the legend, Mr. Ben Kacharski. Welcome to the show, The sir. legend. Hi, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, thanks for being on. How are you? I'm doing great. Doing great. Have you, uh, have you had your two naps today? I've had no naps, but I slept very late. If anybody doesn't know, you should have two naps per day. It's actually, yeah. Two naps per day. How long, though? Um, That's debatable. Some people say you should do power, but I think they should be real naps. Like four hours? Yeah, what's a real nap? Like an hour? Like an hour. Every time I have attempted to nap, it's always lasted over four hours. (laughs) There's, there's some scientific studies that say that humans do better with cutting your sleep in two-hour chunks. So you could do four hours and four hours, three hours and three hours. Try it. So, Ben, you saw, I understand you saw Terminator Genesis. I did. Over the, the last couple of days. I did. I saw it I'm last dying to, night. I'm dying to see it. I haven't seen it. So please let us know what you thought. Um, so here's the thing. I sort of liken my uh, review to it to being very similar to Jurassic World. Um, it's a sequel that doesn't necessarily need to happen, but it's um, very entertaining, very pretty, you know, visually stunning. But, you know, at the end of the day, when you're thinking back on the movie that you just saw, it's more, eh. Um, you know, like, it, it does further, I guess, the, uh, the mythology of the Terminator universe. But at this point, I just think it's kind of gotten so crazy bastard, bastardized. Um, with the, you know, there's been a TV show and then movies by so many directors and some people want to pretend that the last movie didn't happen. Some people are going to want to pretend that this movie didn't happen. So (laughs) we'll see. But, um, Amelia Clark is, uh, beautiful and Arnold Schwarzenegger is a badass and Jay Courtney is awesome. So I would definitely say if you have any interest in the, uh, Terminator universe at all, you should definitely check it out. But there's going to be a lot of haters. Oh, I'm sure. You mentioned you mentioned Jurassic World, and like the the thing for which I I feel is the same thing will happen to me going into this one is there was a huge nostalgia factor for me when I saw Jurassic World, and I think it'll happen. I mean, hopefully when I see Terminator as well, that'll kick in because it's one of the first movies I remember seeing in theaters, uh, Terminator Two: Judgment Day. So I'm hoping that off the nostalgia alone, it kind of takes me back to a place like when I was like a child and just 
seeing all these awesome like action pieces yeah. on the screen. I mean, obviously you guys must have covered this already, but um, or you did cover this already, but Jurassic World, you know, it was it was absolutely gorgeous. Uh, Chris Pratt is awesome. Dinosaurs are awesome. But at the end of the day, you know, it wasn't a great movie. Yeah, it's a it fun action was, flick. Yeah. You know, it's like get some popcorn and forget about what a good movie should be. Yeah, absolutely. I am so I am so um, easily amused. So that so my reviews of movies aren't necessarily something anybody else wants to hear. Like I'll basically say it was good to like exactly everything. same here, same here. It was good. I uh, I tr- I always tell people people they're always telling me, hey, you just like everything. I'm like I try to find I try to find something in everything that I see that I like instead of trying to find something that I hate so that I can enjoy the the viewing. Well, let me ask yeah. you guys. Do you ever pay for like how much does a, a ticket cost now? Like twenty two bucks, and then you go into the theater <laughs> and you sort of force yourself to think that was that was good because you know you want to justify the cost. Uh, yeah. Well, here's this this weird fun fact. I'm going off on so many tangents. Yeah. I'm the king of tangents. Go for it. Uh, there's this app called Shopkick. Do you guys know Shopkick? Yes, I do. Okay. Not. So I don't. So tell me you, what it is. It's on your phone, um, and when you go to stores, your GPS checks you in. You get points for just showing up at the store. Um, you get points for buying things. You get points for scanning things with your your phone's camera, and uh, you can turn in your points for stuff. And I always, always, always turn mine in for Fandango tickets or a Fandango gift certificate. Nice. And so, you know, I get to see like three or four free movies a year. So this was a free movie. Yeah. How about you, Ricky? The thing with me is I watch every, almost every movie I watch, like IMAX 3D or IMAX. Or, so I, uh, I pay a, a high price for every movie that I watch. So I, that's one of the reasons why I try to find something that I like in every movie. Because if not, um, it'll feel like money wasted. But I... um. Yeah, I mean, going back to Terminator, like, it just, it's a popcorn flake from what I'm guessing, and that's that's kind of all that I want from it. I mean, that Clark is in it, Khaleesi, so, I mean, that's really all I need. So, Batman vs. Superman is in the headlines. Uh, Entertainment Weekly released some new images from the movie. Did you guys get a chance to see the images? Oh, yes. I did. I did. So, we have a history of not being too kind to the Batman vs. Superman news that's come out on this podcast, but... After seeing these images, especially the cover, I'm actually pretty intrigued by it. I really like how uh, Gal Gadot looks like as Wonder Woman, which has been very controversial because a lot of people are saying she doesn't really look like what Diana Prince looks like. But um, going off of that cover alone, I'm actually team Gal Gadot right now. She looks like a badass. Um, I, I think that she's absolutely stunning. I think she looks... So unbelievably gorgeous in the cover. Gorgeous. Uh, she looks like a badass. Absolutely. I think they portrayed her correctly in the sense that if I was, you know, alone walking home at night and she was on the opposite side of the street, I'd probably run away. Yeah, yeah. Or or I'd be like moth to a flame and I'd be like, hi, I love you. I love you. <laughs> That's the complete opposite, yeah. And uh, I, I absolutely love um, that Henry Cavill is back as Superman. I loved him in the last movie. And then still super on the fence about Ben Affleck. Never really been a big fan. I um I see I think Ben Affleck's gonna be a really good Bruce Wayne. Um he has the right personality for it. I still need to be convinced of him as Batman, but I definitely think he'll nail the the Bruce Wayne part down. You know, I will say that once I uh, that the casting was announced, I instantly knew I was gonna hate the movie 
But I feel now this is sort of funny. But after all this time, I feel like Ben also knows that people feel this way and that he's going to up his game for this movie. I feel like that's what's going to actually happen. <laughs> I'm going to be biting my tongue over that. I, uh, I welcome being wrong. I yeah. honestly yeah. welcome it. Prove me wrong. I would love it. The other big picture I think that I saw was we see Jesse Eisenberg as Lex Luthor with that weird um, wig. I don't know. Did you guys see so, that? So that looked horrible. <laughs> Um, so, you know, I love that thing where I react to something very strongly and people are like, oh, tell me how you really feel. Um, I hate Jesse Eisenberg with the fire of a thousand suns. That's a lot. Yeah. I wish he would die with blood in his mouth. Whoa! Uh, I, <laughs> I think he's a fake actor. He doesn't actually act. He just shows up on the set and he's Jesse Eisenberg. Jesse that's Eisenberg yeah, with zombies. Him. Jesse Eisenberg in an amusement park. Jesse Eisenberg so with some social media. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I definitely get that. I, he stutters a lot in vibe, that that's him. Mm-hmm. You know, it is, it's not him it's acting. such a weird... I also feel that way about a, Tom Hanks. <laughs> there, I said it. About comics? No, Tom Hanks. <laughs> oh, it's Tom Hanks. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see that. I, but he's much more likable, I'd say. Yeah, and Jesse Eisenberg is such a weird choice for Lex Luthor. I don't know if he has the that, that gravitas that like somebody playing Lex needs. But like you guys said, hopefully they prove us wrong. And I'm assuming he's gonna lose his hair at some point in this movie. Probably. Which is why they gave him really long yeah, hair. Like obnoxious hair. Just cause you know it's like, hey guys, he's gonna he's gonna lose it. I know you hate it, but don't worry, we're gonna kill it off. <laughs> like you want him to lose his hair and he's going to. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm looking forward to this panel at Comic Con, which we'll talk about a little bit later because uh, I want to see some more footage because that I need to see more than that what that teaser trailer gave us to make some more judgments on the movie because I, I we, we still don't have enough. I feel to really get a good grasp of what we're gonna see next year. Well, and then uh, the, re- the super you know simpleton response because I I don't really DC comic. I'm I'm way more Marvel than DC. I don't even really know the Batman versus Superman story. But by default, I would say that Superman would kick Batman's ass. So I'm curious to see what actually happens. Unless unless Batman uses some kryptonite on, on Superman and then... But the thing is, if you lay down the facts on a piece of paper, like spreadsheet this, okay? Okay. Laser beams from another planet. There you go. How do you, how do you stop that? You don't. And that's, that's it. That's one of my... That's, that's always been one of my main issues with... Um, with Superman, well, but, you know. That's why they I had to, like, he, neuter him. He's neutered like, now. Yeah, like he's yeah they, they took away his powers. Literally faster than a speeding bullet, you guys. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. <laughs> literally faster than a speeding bullet. Literally. <laughs> like, you can't, I mean, unless you're as fast as a speeding bullet, he's faster than you are. Exactly, yeah. You're dead. That's it. Enough said. I mean, it's just, you know, oh, I got a rock. You know, like, that's it. That's all he has. His biggest weakness is an allergy, which is, come on. Yeah, of course. Achilles heel. I mean, there's people allergic to peanuts. It's a real thing. I mean, yeah, you know, you can have someone who's really fit and in shape and he's they're healthy and everything. But if a peanut somehow gets in or near their mouth area region, that's it. They're gone. Dead. So there you go. Rogue One, the Star Wars anthology movie, the first one, has apparently begun filming at Pinewood Studios in London and has been filming for three weeks. Apparently, some new jungle exterior sequences involving a massive air and ground bombardment have been filmed, including one key part of an action sequence involving star Felicity Jones, who I love. Who doesn't? Um, abo- 
Yeah, I, I'm I'm literally in love with that with with that woman. The crazy thing about this movie is that they can't actually promote anything yet because Lucasfilm has some kind of gentleman's um agreement with with uh, Paramount because Paramount has a Mission Impossible movie coming out called Rogue Nation, and apparently they were really really mad that Star Wars called their movie Rogue One. So Star Wars can't promote anything until uh, Rogue One comes out, which I think comes out at the end of July. Um, so we haven't really gotten that much news. So to see if they're actually filming uh, is really fun and hopefully they say something about it at uh i comment hey, i like that though i don't want to know everything <laughs> to end uh to end the movie news this week um some trailers came out that were pretty interesting we got a trailer for steve jobs uh directed by danny boyle and written by aaron sorkin we got a trailer for creed which is the uh rocky spinoff movie and then we have um yeah and those are the trailers did you guys see them i did i did too um what did you guys think about them the Creed movie, uh, at first I was pretty sure it was going to be like an awesome biopic about the band. Super That's what I told Ricky. <laughs> That's what we were talking about. Like, With arms wide Whammy bar mouth. <laughs> Super disappointed. Um, but then I, I saw the trailer, and the, the trailer looked really... I mean, uh, you know, the Rocky thing, sort of been there, done that. And so I kind of think it's cool to come at it from a different angle. Um, I, I liked, um, seeing this stuff on screen of Michael B. Jordan actually, uh, meeting up with Sylvester Stallone. That was pretty cool. And, and Michael B. Jordan's star is kind of on the rise. I mean, he's got this movie, uh, he's got Fantastic Four. That guy's on fire. Yeah, L- literally. <laughs> literally on fire. Literally on fire. What I, what I liked the most from the trailer, it looks like, uh, Kind of a return to roots to the franchise. It, it felt a lot like the first Rocky movie. Like it looked really gritty, uh, really kind of just like it, it, he's a street kid who's trying to come up, and uh, the that's been missing from that franchise for a while, and that's what really makes the franchise. So I'm really excited to see that. I sort of hope that this has to end in a way where, for some reason, like maybe there's some criminals who are gonna uh, assault his family or something, and he has to kill Sylvester Stallone in order to save his family. I think that would be yeah, great. That's not great. Happen. That's not, that's not. I think everyone agrees. Yeah, pretty much everybody. (laughs) (laughs) And then the, uh, the Steve Jobs trailer, um, which it's weird because we, I mean, we had a Steve Jobs movie, what, like a year and a half ago? I think we had one every quarter of every year, it seems. (laughs) Right? Um, I've not seen any of them. I didn't see the, uh, one with the guy. Ashton Kutcher? I did not see that one. Yeah, he is Um, the guy. Like, he's just one of those guys. (laughs) He's the guy, the Nikon camera guy. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, I want to. I think I'd probably like it, but it seems like there's a, a lot of Steve Jobs going on. What do you guys think of Fassbender as Steve Jobs? So I'm, I'm torn because Ashton Kutcher looks so much more like Steve Jobs. Agreed, um, agreed. Than, than Michael Fassbender. Like, they they kind of make Michael Fassbender, I feel like he looks like a cool biker in the movie almost, and that's not what Steve Jobs, I mean, at least from everything I've seen, there's a scene where he's like in the boardroom and he has like this like leather jacket on, I'm like... Steve Jobs did not look that cool in real life. Yeah. Um, but, and also, like, I think they're really, like, trying to show us the point that Steve Jobs was, like, a huge asshole in real life. I mean, no, look, don't take it in a bad way, by the way. Some people are just smart, but can, they can be a little, you know, buttholish. Yeah. I don't think that you get to be, like, the head of a multi-billion dollar company or whatever without being kind of a dick. He's always been portrayed as, like, sort of a saint, so it might be good to, like, Tell the real story. See him being a dick, being ruthless, whatever. Yeah, because that's I think what people want is 
more a more realistic approach to who he was and you know not hide yeah his imperfections or at least what people dislike maybe about him you know because i know a lot of people will defend him yeah but but iphone you know and and that's fine it's just and uh, i know i know that steve uh steve, steve wozniak was one of the main consultants on the movie um he sat with aaron sorkin and steve wozniak was like his right hand man at one point so i think this one will be a lot more historically accurate to the first you know one. what why like, can't and, they and just I'm, have him be in the movie <laughs> Right. I mean, he's he's played by Seth Rogen in the uh, movie. I can't so stand Seth gonna... Rogen in that, by the way. I, I, he's I, one of those people that's... who can't act because I hear him and I'm like, that's Seth Rogen. Like, it doesn't. <laughs> no, I, I love I love Seth Rogen. I mean, yeah, you know what? He has some fun movies, like if you want to laugh, you know, but in this, I, I, I just saw the trailer with him in it and I just I, I cringed. It, it, uh, it felt a little Steve Wozniak caricature. Um, but I mean, at some point along the way, Steve Wozniak might have been able to say, hey, are you making fun of me? So maybe he likes it, you know? Yeah, that's true. Um, <laughs> and and I like um, I like Seth Rogen more than I like Jesse Eisenberg. So there you go. <laughs> and then I want to say that Michael Fassbender has a big talent and it will be very good that he's in this movie. I mean, uh, you know what? He's amazing. Sense. I think he's a great actor. I just um, more more talented than Ashton, Ashton Kutcher, but oh. Ashton Kutcher does look more like Steve Jobs. So right. that's yeah. weird. So you know what? I'm pretty sure this is gonna be one of those performances that when you watch it, he's probably just good enough to make you believe that oh, this is the real Steve Jobs, not the the guy that we saw you know holding the iPhone when he went, walked on stage. BlackBerry may be making a comeback with an Android phone. What? I was about to say people. I didn't know people still use BlackBerry. That's, yeah, is how? How do you guys feel about BlackBerry releasing an Android phone? That makes my head hurt. I don't even know what that means. Yeah. So, a leaked render shows a phone which may go by the name Venice with the BlackBerry branding at the at the top, running Android Lollipop, which is an OS that you know Android uses, instead of BlackBerry's 10 OS. These rumors have been floating around, but it seems that this fall we may actually see a BlackBerry phone running Android. How the tables have turned. I don't think anybody's going to buy it. I mean, I, you know what? Like, if the hardware is good, people will buy it. And I think BlackBerry is one of those companies that was sort of like, it, it, it refused to grow up. You know what I mean? And they fell off. Yeah. I remember when they tried re-releasing uh, BlackBerry Messenger for like all the platforms and I don't know why. Because you know what? The, the, their messenger was massive. That was a big thing. Like, it yeah. was the in thing. It was the trend. It was cool before Apple Messenger. Right. I mean, exactly. like, years yeah. before. Right. And, you know, um, I feel like uh, this was something that that people considered, you know, like, made fun of. It's like, imagine BlackBerry's going to release, like, an Android phone because their OS is crap. And now we're seeing something like that. And, you know, that's just still a rumor, I suppose. But... And well, you know, I think this is an actual good leak. Though. It looks good. The phone looks good. I'll be honest. It looks it looks like it's a shiny render, but that's what it is. It's a Photoshop, uh, maybe like even 3D render that just looks over the top pretty. So we'll, we'll see what happens with that. It is time for thing of the week. I have a voice for it. <coughs> thing of the week. The, the, the thing of the week. Nice. Good, there we go. There Better? it is. That It's not the same without it. Thank you. Thank you. So, Ben, you being our special guest, what is your thing of the week? My thing of the week is uh, Dollar Shave Club. So I've been seeing these ads on the internet everywhere, and I decided I really wanted to check them out. Uh, I have a sensitive face, I shave my head, and I wanted to know 
if this stuff was as cool as it claims to be. So I ordered it and I got it and it is pretty awesome. Um, very smooth shave and uh, it came with a sample of their shave butter and it was freaking amazing. Like it was just the nicest shave I've had in maybe my whole life. And that So is, let me ask you, is it edible? <laughs> uh, I, it <laughs> smells good, but the smell makes me think I don't want to taste it. That's a good thing too. Yeah. yeah. So, um, well, yeah, not, this is not a product endorsement. We were not paid. <laughs> the you know, what's is funny awesome. is that it seems every podcast has that, but I love dollar shave club. I'm actually a member and we searched it. We talked about it in a previous podcast. I want to get a sponsorship from dollar. Shave I'm going to, I'm going to message them, them and tell so them much. that we will all be using their product. And they just came out with dollar, uh, dollar beard club. For guys that have beards, and it's a group. You can buy beards for a dollar. <laughs> no, it has like a. It comes with beard, like beard, beard oil and beard uh, grooming. Interesting, things. nice. I, I want to grow a beard now. Yeah. yeah. No, I can't grow a beard. I've tried. I just look like a dirty homeless person. It's sad. I mean, that's what happens. There's a, every. I think everyone with a beard will tell you you will go through a dirty homeless person phase. Yeah. You have to go through that phase. But guess and, what? And you know what? Maybe those oils will help you look a little less homeless. That's awesome. And then because I'm shameless, I have to explain why I actually ordered it. Um, I am a huge fan of butt wipes. I think every civilized person should use butt wipes. And uh, the Dollar Shave Club has these, like, single serving ones that you could, like, put in your wallet or your desk at work or something like that. And they're mint scented. I haven't used them yet, but I have them and I'm pretty excited. I was about to ask you how you felt. I don't know yet. Should save them, save them, save them for Comic-Con. I was going to say, you have to be careful because it's a tingly, fierce, fire sensation. Yeah. Yes. No, I hear you. Like maybe mint and butts don't mix and I will get back to you guys. But I could bring everybody one for Comic-Con and like, here's yours. You get a, there, there you get you a butt wipe. Hey, man, you, get you know what? Wipe. I have no wipe. problem being sponsored by butt wipes. Nope. So Ricky... Hey, <laughs> thing of the week. <laughs> so, Ricky, what is your thing of the week? My thing of the week is nowhere near as exciting as butt wipes. As butt wipes. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's actually, it's Comic-Con related. It's a uh, it's the progression of the Stormtrooper print from Gallery 1988. It'll be one of their exclusives at SDCC. It's basically a triptych, and each panel displays the three different iterations of a Stormtrooper. The Clone Trooper from the prequels, the Stormtrooper from the original trilogy... And then you would improve Stormtrooper from The Force Awakens. It'll be on sale Friday and Saturday at the con at booth 5250, along with some other art for Mad Max, Marvel, and Aliens. Interesting. That's awesome. And and on that su- on that subject, um, I am not the hugest Star Wars fan. I mean, I think it's cool. Like, everybody thinks it's cool. But I'm not one of those, like, oh, my gosh, Star Wars. You're I dead. Enough. You're dead to me. Um, and I think... Oh, that's fine. Hey, no, but here's the thing. If you have like an unbiased opinion and that unbiased opinion is good, I think it means a little bit more than a brainwashed opinion. I wholeheartedly agree with you. Completely agree with you on that one. So so what I'm saying is I think that the new Stormtrooper looks freaking amazing. Looks so so cool. uh, cool. uh, It looks so clean. You know, I I was going to say, if I was one of those people who had to put that on, I'd be like, you know what? Our uniform is so clean. We should be thankful about the that. The new Stormtrooper actually looks it looks menacing, which the other ones really didn't. So yeah. I, I'm afraid of the new Stormtrooper, which is what it should have been like all along. So yeah, yeah. I agree with you. And you know what? The thing is, it, it takes super... nuggets, guys. It takes <laughs> nuggets to have so much white on you. When it's so easy, yeah. you just get it dirty. And I think you have to, like, 
Like if you're a stormtrooper, like before or after Labor Day, you might be like out of style, you know. So you have to think about that. Like it's a huge. <laughs> There's no going back, you know. You'll get you'll get choked. No. I I would join and wear that uniform. It's super. Cool. I would uh, as long as they clean them up. Stormtroopers have a history of being short, um, so I would uh, I'd fit right along with uh, with the rest of the stormtroopers. So Sergio, what is well. your thing of the week? Oh, thanks for asking. Uh, <laughs> so my thing of the week is actually a MOBA, which I'm probably known on this podcast for loving MOBAs, or at least, you know, I'm a bigger fan of Dota 2, as I mentioned, Ben, which you don't know, but I'm going to act like you do. I don't even know no MOBA. You don't know no MOBA? Oh, well, you will after this episode, guaranteed. Have, have you heard of League of Legends? Yes. That's a MOBA. So that's a MOBA. Yeah. So, you know, I've tried, hey, I think, every big MOBA. Now, one thing that a lot of people have been trying to do is getting that kind of MOBA experience onto phones, on mobile. And it's pretty difficult because it's so much precision that you can't really get on a phone, but someone has done it correctly, and it's vain glory. Have you guys heard about this? No. 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 No, me either. No, I have. That's why it's my thing <laughs> of the week. Oh, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Super Evil Megacorp. Amazing name for a developer has solved, has cracked the formula to having a successful MOBA on a mobile platform. It's amazing. It is just an awesome MOBA experience on the phone that keeps it simple and yet it's super fun. So if you guys are even considering playing a MOBA and Heroes of the Storm is too complicated for you, which it shouldn't be, go try Vainglory and you'll see exactly why. It's like the perfect way to get into MOBAs. What is MOBA? And that's it. I'm going to leave it at that. What is, I'm wait, not going to tell you. What does MOBA stand for? Because I don't think I know what it stands for. Okay. Mobility of balanced agility, athletics. athletics? Yeah, that was pretty, was awesome. pretty spot on. No, it stands for multiplayer online battle arena. <laughs> do you like games, Ben? I do. What, what kind of a, of a gamer are you? Um, I love World of Warcraft. Okay, high five on that one. Okay, cool. Virtual high five. And then I love all things Final Fantasy, no matter how derivative they become. Uh, and right now I'm playing Fallout New Vegas, which I never played the first time around because everybody lost their minds over the trailer for four, and I wanted to know what the fuss was all so about. Exciting. Yeah, I, I recently played Nude, um, nude, nude Vegas. Nude, nude, uh, nude Vegas. Vegas. Nude Vegas. All Nude Vegas. All Nude Vegas. And you know what? Like, it doesn't give the intro to that game doesn't give me the same vibe I get when playing Fallout 3. It felt too old, and I was like, ah, I'm not digging this. And I uninstalled it after like 25 minutes because I do remember the story. So I just, I think the graphics actually hit me, and I was like, this is too old. And I hate that. I hate that because I love the Fallout 3 that's in my head right now. It's from 2010. That's a long wow. time ago. That's old, yeah. In, that's in crazy. Game, game time. Do you guys play Minecraft? Have you played Minecraft ever? No. I don't understand it. My nephews play it all the time and people at work play it. I don't get it. It's just like blocks and I, I don't know what they're doing. I like, I get the nostalgia for 8-bit, 8-bit music, 8-bit versions of everything. But when your game is like legit 8-bit, and we're in like one million bit because that's what we are, right? One million oh, bit. Um, it just makes my head hurt. Like I don't want to see someone with a square head, and I don't know why your axe looks like that. I don't know. The thing that really made Minecraft massive is that it's pretty much an infinite Lego. You know what I mean? Like a, like okay. a virtual Lego. Okay. Uh, that that kind of mentality for kids is amazing. First off, but then for the adult who's like, hey, I want to 
build this and just do it. You know what I mean? So that's how that's how, you know, of course, Minecraft is so massive and big. But one of the things that um, I found interesting is that it I think their marketing was sort of, hey, this is Minecraft. Build whatever you want. You know what I mean? There's bad guys at night. So you better protect yourself. That survival aspect of the game was well marketed, I suppose. But something happened now since Microsoft bought out Mojang. I don't know if you guys heard about this, but um, it's called Minecraft Story Mode. Mm. Tell us what it is. So it's been missing from the game. It's 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 sort of been known that if you play Minecraft, it's a single player experience or you share it with someone or with a friend and, you know, you can build stuff together. Right. But there was never like an actual story mode where you can go in and, hey, go do this and go do that. You know, there's no story to it. It's just an open world. Now, um, this this week at Minecon 2015 in London, which I actually didn't have any idea about. There's no. a con- there's a convention for everything. Yeah. No, no, of course. No, there is. So um, at this event, Telltale Games, which I don't know if you guys know. I hope you do. I love Telltale Games. I'm currently playing the Game of Thrones. Um, Telltale Games, uh, the version of that. And they, did, they did the the Walking Dead one as well. Yeah. Walking Dead. They did um, Borderlands. Sam and Max. I didn't play that one. Um, well, anyways, they released a trailer for Minecraft Story Mode, and it looks amazing. Did you guys see it? I, I'm pretty sure I sent it your way. I did. I saw it. it. It's what Ben was going back to earlier about, like, everything being 8-bit. When I'm watching the trailer, I feel like my YouTube browser isn't loading properly and everything is pixelated, and I'm waiting for everything to come <laughs> into high definition, and then it never does. You know, it felt like an 8-bit version of the Lego movie to me. Like, you know what I mean? Like a, like a lower-res version. Like, the, they couldn't afford those extra pixels. It does surprisingly look kind of, like, epic, which I wasn't expecting when I saw the word Minecraft in, in the subject. It, it definitely had that vibe because it's, uh, well, it's going to be an episodic adventure. So if you played, you know, like we said, the Walking Dead games, it's going to be just like that. But it looked, like you mentioned, it looks epic. And they have these very likable characters, at least from the short amount that we saw. They have um, Patton Oswalt, by the way, as I believe, and he's the main character. I love Patton Oswalt. Like, love yeah, him. He's great. He's great. Right he has this one movie, which I'll bring up in a little bit, um, because it's completely worth watching just because of his acting in it. Is this a football movie? Big fan from 2009, and it it's an awesome movie. I think I gave it like a 7 out of 10, by the way. IMDb score. I'm not a Rotten Tomato person. I know you're probably going to hate me now, but... That's, you know, I've been on IMDb forever. What do you want? What I, you uh, want? Every, everything, every movie that I watch, I watch based off of the Rotten Tomato, Tomato Meter, so. Yeah, you'll, you'll get, uh, I think, a better hold on it, but it's just that I have such a massive collection of movies that I have, I've, I've seen and rated on IMDb that I'm, I'm a slave to it, you know? I'm a slave. But go watch Big Fan. I think it's just so fun. It's such a, it's like, almost like a dark comedy. It's great. I'll check it out. I feel like the Rotten Tomatoes name is very hateful, and it makes me sad. I think they definitely have a, a much more open opinions on Rotten Tomatoes. IMDb is very well monitored, so if any like you know like crazy thing happens, it gets shut down. But yeah, I mean, I agree with Ben though. You have a website whose name is basically implying that whatever movie you're gonna watch is gonna be bad, and they're gonna throw tomatoes at it because it's really bad. So they should. Yeah, I never thought about that, but... Well, and then it's like, no, but Rotten Tomatoes said it's good, and it's like, but, but Rotten, Rotten Tomatoes, yeah. and you're like, no, but like, <laughs> no, but like, good Rotten Tomatoes, and you're like, oh, yeah. Mm. Yeah. No. You can just boil them, I guess, or something, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> when life gives you Rotten Tomatoes. 
There you go. So the main character of uh, Minecraft in the story mode is Jesse, and he's got to go with his friends, of course, to find the Order of the Stone. And, I, and that sounds Indiana Jonish. I um, you know what? Like the fact that tell like Telltale is behind the game, and it's gonna be solid. It's gonna be yeah. That's the same way. Mojang X Telltale Games. There you go. Mojang and Telltale is is does Mojang have their are they creatively involved as well? Yeah, it's it's a collaboration between the two, which I think is is fun because I think Mojang was sort of lacking any story to their absolutely, open absolutely. you know sandbox game, which you know it doesn't have to have a story to be honest. But Microsoft kicked in and they're like, listen, we need a story and we need it to be like the Lego Movie. And I'm okay with that. I'm perfectly fine with that. Dota 2, we brought this up before, Ricky. I don't know if you remember the International. I do remember. It was was pushing like 10 million, I think 11 million when we last mentioned it. It was a crazy, stupid number. And I'm almost positive I call this, but it reached 15 million. Right, that's In a prize pool of 15 million. That's going to be spread amongst a bunch of crazy kids and their magical finger powers i should have just become a professional gamer and try to make money off of that hey, it's not easy dude you think it's 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 like oh just do this a lot and you get better at it no some people can do it just as long as the professionals have and just suck way worse it's just there's how it works. so much there's so much money in gaming right now and going back to i just remembered going back to the whole minecraft thing um the highest paid person on YouTube, I think, is a Minecraft reviewer or a Minecraft streamer. Yeah. So, which is insane. Yeah. Um, anyway, so that's 15 million, as I called it, because, of course, I nailed that. I nailed it. Nailed it. There you go. Nailed it. You guys heard it here first. Yeah. So um, that million. unlocks another of their, like, I think it's like their 50th tier of awards for, you know, reaching that that milestone and it is a special axe immortal because axe is one of the heroes you can choose and uh, an immortal is pretty much like an awesome set of items that are decorative and uh, then you also get a long form comic and valve has awesome comics so if you guys ever want to get into any of their their games they do have those comics for you to check out and they're just fun i mean who doesn't like a comic nobody doesn't like a comic there you go have you guys heard of Lifeline? I told you about this one, Ricky. You told me about it. I downloaded it. I haven't played it yet. Sounds super, super interesting, though. I'm, tell me about it, Sergio. All right, so, all right, guys, Lifeline. Lifeline is an app which you can get on iOS or Android. 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 I didn't know. You guys, come on, guys. I didn't know you were waiting for me to say something. Uh, Lifeline. First screen, help me. That's what it says. That's how I read it. But um, Lifeline is a game that right now it's going for 99 cents, which I think is the actual price that it should go for. I bought it for three bucks. Okay, Uh, I feel a little cheated to be completely honest, but it's a great experience. It's a very different approach to what uh, a game should be. I say game because it's listed under games, but pretty much it's like a a choose your own adventure kind of game where you start talking, communicating almost like via text message to an astronaut that is dealing with a really crappy situation and her oh that's the interesting thing i don't know if it's a her or a him but it's whatever you want it to be i to me it's a her and her name is taylor and she needs your help she needs a little bit of advice a little bit you know of that positivity you can throw her away and you know see if you can help her out with what's going on um i will say that if you like sci-fi elements if you like adventure and drama and all that stuff you sort of get a small amount of that and um you know don't kill her don't kill her because don't kill her i mean if you tell her hey listen go to that massive pit over there 
even though she says, I don't know, I, I, I feel tired, I'm hungry. And you say, no, go over there. There's a chance she may not be alive after doing so. Oh, I will only say wow. that out of experience. My wife uh, beat that, I think, after her second second run. It took me about four, five, but uh, it was fun. We both enjoyed it. Um, you go through like actual hours of, of um, let's say she, she eats food or something and she has to rest. She'll then you know, talk to you again in eight hours and say, Hey, are you there? Or, you know, that kind of like thing like that. And you can respond and it's, it's, it's interesting. It's fun. I think it's something that has a lot of potential, but I'd say it's like maybe 3.5 out of five. It's like a new, I don't even, I don't even rate things, you know, it's like a new version of a Tamagotchi. Yeah, exactly. That's what I told my wife to you. So I just bought it because I'll buy anything for a dollar and I feel like with my Google credit and I feel like I trust Sergio. He's trustworthy. Um, but so far, you've rated two things, and your rating scale is pretty stringent. Um, 3.5 out of 5, to me, doesn't sound good. And then you rated that Patton Oswald thing, what, 7 out of 10? Well, that's because of saying. IMDb ratings, and 5 is um, on the Play Store on Android. It's like you can only go up to 5, and you can't do half stars. But I, I was like, you know what? I'm breaking those rules. I'm breaking them right now because there's some things that just don't just have to be say, established, you're kind man. Of a hard ass about ratings. Yeah, I, I am. So, I actually, yeah. I think if you go on there, you'll probably find my rating, and it's as it's probably exact as what I just said right now. It's a long post. I hope it got likes so it pops up there somewhere because I feel like if they keep adding to it, it might be a very awesome thing to have in your pocket at all times. You're you're gonna redo the intro to this episode, and it's gonna be like, "Join us, blah blah blah." Ben, he's like a two out of five, and that, and then I'll be like really no, sad. It's a, he'll be he'll be a, a yeah, just Sergio likes ben. half stars, so he'll be like a two point five out of out of. Three. Well, you know now what we'll okay. do is at the end of this podcast we'll both rate you, add those stars up, and times two. Okay. And I think we'll end up with something plus one. Plus one. Plus one. Okay. So that's it for the week, folks. Once again, I'm Sergio I.M. I'm Ben Kacharski. And I'm Ricky Kazvan, reminding you to... Don't do drugs. Don't do drugs. Uh, all right. How about the legal ones? Yeah, you can do those. Because they're legal. If your doctor prescribes them to you. Well, I was going to say, like, if someone heard that advice, there's like some guy, oh, oh, I'm going to stop taking my drugs. Right, like I'm pro-insulin, I'm pro all those things, but don't do street drugs. Unless they're legal in uh, Oregon or Colorado. Colorado. Or, there you go. I guess. All right, man. Get those dare shirts on, kids. Now, if you want to interact with us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram, as well as Facebook and Google+. So check out the show description for those details as well. And finally, if you want to support the podcast and help us out, the best way is to subscribe and share. You can find us on iTunes, Stitcher, or just manually by adding us to your favorite podcatcher through our RSS feed. To your friends, family, enemies, personal robotic butlers, anyone you can think of, we'd really, really appreciate it. We really would.